Listeners are encouraged to attend to their own well-being in the service of engaging bravely and honestly. Welcome to Confessions in Session. Be comfortable within yourself by knowing your body, understanding boundaries and healthy relationships. Welcome to Confessions in Session, podcast episode six, Sexual Positivity with Jax and Jamie with Dougie. Sexual positivity is an attitude towards human sexuality that regards all consensual sexual activities as fundamentally healthy and pleasurable, encouraging sexual pleasure and experimentation. The sex positive movement also advocates for comprehensive sex education and a safe sex as part of its campaign. The first thing that I would like to talk about, I think is the most important is this. Can we please stop fucking using the walk of shame against anyone? I don't care if it's a man and especially if it's against a woman, okay? Don't be jealous that she got laid or he got laid and you didn't. That is, that's all it fucking is, is simple fucking jealousy. It's not the walk of shame, but fuck, dude, that's a walk of pride. Hey, I got laid last night, you didn't fuck off. It's stupidity. It's one of the most demeaning fucking phrases I've ever heard in my entire life. And it drives me fucking nuts to hear it. I think I've ever had a walk of shame because even if it was on a drunken night, I went home with a one night stand. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever like left there thinking, oh God, what did I do? I don't think I, I think that's kind of like where the shame comes in is most people are drunk and you know what they think it was an eight or a nine is really a two. The whole coyote ugly experience, you know, I think that's where the walk of shame comes. But whenever it comes from somebody else, saying it to a person oh you're doing the walk of shame that's fucking ridiculous yeah i get that but the whole shame in the aspect of what the fuck did i just do i mean own that shit own that shit don't fucking that's my point for it (laughs) yeah that's my point is that if you're gonna be like you know what hey i fucked somebody that was a lot less attractive than i thought they were yes alcohol does do that let's be brutally honest they don't call them beer goggles for anything. Exactly. They don't call them beer <laughs> goggles for nothing. But I really fucking detest that phrase. And I have even even being a bouncer. I was like, you know, oh, there, look, she's going to be the walk of shame tomorrow. I actually slapped a dude for saying that. I was like, yeah. dude, don't fucking say that shit. Because alcohol really it changes up your whole mind of what you're thinking. You'd be like, your brain will trick you into saying, oh, yeah, that person's very cute and all. And you get, then you like start to come down from being drunk while you get to like a place like a hotel or your apartment or your house. And you're like, shit, like this is not the person that I thought I was going out with, but that's just the alcohol talking to you. And then, yeah, they might, they might say in their head, oh, they have a walk of shame, but you shouldn't say that in general. You'd be like, oh. No. Have y'all ever like started sobering up at the bar and as you've been making out with somebody, you're like, oh, did my did my tongue go in that person's mouth? (laughs) I have. I've had many of those. I've been drunk at bars or bowling alleys and I'd be like, oh, that person's cute. And then as the night's going on and I'm not drinking as much, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, that person's not as cute as I thought. They yeah, were. Shit, I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to go over there and talk to them, man. Mm-hmm. Funniest thing I have ever heard is a bouncer. At the end of the night, when the lights came up, I heard one phrase and I hel- I could not help but fucking laugh. Lights come up and all of a sudden I hear this girl go, oh, my God, I want my number back. Oh, dude, 
I fucking fell out. I was laughing so <laughs> no way. hard. I couldn't fucking, I swear on everything oh. that is holy. I could not fucking breathe. I was like, oh my God, that did not just fucking happen. That did not just fucking happen. Oh my God. Can you imagine lights coming up and then fucking music down and hearing that shit? I would oh, have yeah. fucking died laughing. Oh, oh my God. You had to be there. The rest of the bouncers were like, you're going to be okay. I'm like, give me a second. That's got to be the funniest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> um, So we're going to touch on this in another episode, but I want to touch a little bit because we're advocating for sex work industry real quick. Okay. Sex work industry can be pornographic, prostitution, uh, cyber sex, erotic dancing, nude modeling, since we talk about strip clubs all the time too. Like, I kind of just want to like touch base. We're not going to dive too much into it. Yeah. About 40 to 42 million women globally are involved in the sex work industry. That is so many. But if you think of how many girls, like it pays a lot of money. It does. Even like like when it, I did phone yeah. sex, when I did phone sex, I made three to five thousand dollars a month, a I month, and I didn't even have that many clientele. Like, can you mm-hmm. imagine if I had had enough clientele? I just knew that once I hit a certain amount of number dollars, number dollars, I was I was okay, and we were able to live off of that. And I I quit taking on new clients. Don't get me wrong, I miss I miss my guys, but some of the things I could do without. I also want to touch base a little bit on being in the sex work industry toll on your mental health. So please, ladies and gentlemen, if you are involved in the sex work industry, please check yourself, get a therapist, get somebody who is going to be able to help you. Uh, work through some shit because some of the things that you're asked to do that you're paid to do I mean if you're okay with doing it do it but talk to somebody about it because that can take a toll on your mental health I know I've been there it's not fun of course I mean looking at it that way and like with a lot of these OnlyFans models yes they are paid a lot of money I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna bring that up but I can also guarantee that a lot of them don't like what they do and then you got the OnlyFans people that the girls that link up with guys that come in just so they can do like one or two sex tapes and then they don't mm-hmm. see that person again. And then you're like, what, like, what the hell? Or they keep on using that same person and then that person turns out to not be the person that they want. And yeah. then you got to pay them still. But yeah. all the money that they're getting could be maybe double what you we're making over the phone some of the times because you mm-hmm. look at the site and you could probably see like the top one two percent of the people there are probably bringing in double digit thousands every month just from monthly subscriptions and it's kind of stupid at times but now the only fans hype sort of died down a little bit yeah from this yeah. from this past year that it was like you couldn't get out of a conversation without someone saying oh yeah did you see that person on OnlyFans yeah and the other thing with that is that I think the pandemic uh, of 2020 really amplified OnlyFans Twitch YouTube and all these other uh, quote unquote pay for sites you know that you have all these people that subscribe to them 
Um, but OnlyFans being the biggest one, and you can even look at the trends that it went from barely anything to these people were getting thousands and thousands. And one in particular says she got a million dollars on her first fucking day. Yeah. But that's crazy. So I also want to add in, if you are part of the sex work industry, please, please protect yourself against pimps. Pimps don't necessarily have to be the guys with the top hat and canes that you see walking around in these fucking fur coats. <laughs> that is not what a pimp is. I mean, it is a pimp, but it's not a pimp. So a pimp can be anybody who tells you what you are doing, uh, controls your money, controls every aspect of your this is your business, your business, not somebody else's. A pimp is somebody who's going to control that business. Do not allow them to control that business. It is yours. Take that shit back. Control you. Um, we are going to move on from this. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about body count since we're on sex work. So we've all gotten the question, you know, the one that makes you panic, squirm, run, like, you're sitting there tallying on your hands, most of us, or whatever. And that's the, what's your number? Where They want to know your sexual partners. And I hate this fucking question. I really do hate this question. I don't like when people are like, it used to be a big thing before, like, the last time I actually fucking dated, like, back in my 30s. It used to be a big thing. What's your body count? What's your body count? I don't fucking know. I really don't know. But that, you know, I was so, such like a reserved person back then that I'd be like, oh, like less than five. <laughs> no, bitch, I'm really in the hundreds. I really don't know. I really don't know. I'm really not in the hundreds, but, you know, I really don't know. Like nowadays, there's a lot of people coming out with like BDSM and different taboos and different kinks that, you know, mm -hmm. everybody's numbers are kind of going up. Not everybody, but most people's numbers are kind of going up or whatever, you know. Don't be shamed. Don't be shamed of like what your number is. Like, it's okay. Like, don't be in denial about it. It's, we're not in the 1950s. We're not in the 1940s. Like, nobody really fucking cares anymore because I can tell you now, even I told you guys that I've started doing a dating apps for content for confessions, right? So, I can tell you that not one person, not one person on any of those dating apps has asked me, what's your number? Hmm. I'm, I, I think I'm dodging bullets here, but probably are. I, I probably really am. Uh, let's see. So I have like the states with the highest average numbers, quote unquote. Number one is Washington state with 54 average number of lifetime sexual partners. Jesus Christ. Well, there's stuff that they do in Washington State, so there's that. So, I, I, thought, I, thought, Florida, I thought Florida was going to be up there. Wait, Florida is only 15.1. What? The really? lowest, the lowest is Pennsylvania with 8.6 and it well, ties with South Carolina and Colorado. Really? Well, I can well I can understand that because with Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and what was the other one? Colorado. Colorado. It's you got well with Pennsylvania. You, you got more of the your church oriented. Yeah, like, you got the people that. Are, yeah, it, more religious. And then you got South Carolina. That's more the religious type as well. Yeah. Where you're 
you're not you're like with that person for life or mm-hmm. you're you just probably don't talk only, about it you just you just don't talk about it because if you talk high body count in a very christian or lutheran spot you're gonna be like mm. looked upon like you're stupid like you're like, the scum of the earth so yeah, the national gonna... the national average is 14.8 i feel like such a hoe <laughs> like i i know my number is higher than that and i'm not bragging i'm just saying that whew, that is yeah See, with me, uh, because with dating at my age, I just taken because when I was like a little bit younger, I was like, I took into account of like when the whole body count thing was like up there. I was like, I'm like, damn, that person probably has a high body count. I probably don't want to go with them type mm-hmm. deal. But now I'm just in More the point else. where I'm just where I'm just like at my age, I'm just like, I have to think at my age, people have kids already. And I just have to take in the fact like, oh, they're, they already got kids and they probably already have a high body count. And I just got to take that into the fact of like, oh, well, I can't can't not judge. I can't find someone that probably has less body count than three. That's probably a rare breed. It's, rare. Of people. it's a rare breed in Florida of <laughs> a girl not having a body count higher than three. So here's the states that lie the most about their numbers. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say there's got to be states that lie. (gasps) Connecticut with 22 who subtract 22.3 on an average. Oh, okay. I was going to say more or less is my question on that one. Well, yeah, it's they lie about. So they lie about 22% less or 22 less than. Yeah. The... The state that lies the least is Oklahoma, surprisingly. Uh, they lie about less than five. Hmm. Understandable. So they subtract about five from their average number. Bullshit. <laughs> How Americans feel about their number overall. Ooh. 56.8. This is a national average. 56.8. Count only penetrative sex. I can 40, understand that. So, 40. so like oral sex wouldn't count. Right. And 43.2 count non penetrative yeah. sex and penetrative. 21.6% feel the need to lie about their number of sexual partners. Don't lie about your partners, people. Well, it's just like with people who say that 99.9% of the people out there masturbate. The other 0.1% lie. Yeah. Uh, 12.9% keep a running list of their sexual partners. God, I wish I had. (laughs) It would be so much easier to remember. In the 80s, that was referred to as a little black book. It really was, yeah. Uh, 15.7% don't count a hookup if they don't orgasm. Oh, that's me. Damn. That's why oh. I don't remember a lot of my numbers. Well, there, there, they don't work out there. There you go. Well, that's because they're well, not doing it right. <laughs> they're not doing it right. And like I said yesterday on the live stream for anybody who missed it, what I said on the live stream yesterday was that I didn't find out about my kinks or why I wasn't getting satisfied until I was in my 40s. So from the time that I was sexually active at 13 
until I was in my 40s. So for 30 fucking years, guys, 30 30 fucking years, years, I'm was sitting there. I'm not going to lie. I will never lie about anything, especially whenever it comes to, you know, I'm an open book. I'm transparent about everything. Yeah. That's why I had so many one night stands because I was like, somebody's got to be satisfied me. Like when they talk about the girls fake their orgasms, I Mm. faked so many orgasms just to get out of the situation. I'm not even kidding you. Oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah, that's just like uh, with uh, Elaine on uh, Seinfeld. Fake, fake, fake. <laughs> yeah. And she about and that. I would have to because, you know, in order for the guy to get off sometimes, because he's like, well, I'm not going to come until you come. I would have to fake it because I'm like, you're not doing it for me. And so I would have to. Oh, God, shut the fuck up, dude. That's why I learn foreplay. That's why I make them orgasm before I even stick my dick in them. Yeah. Do Americans feel pressure to round their numbers up or down? What do you guys think? I'm going to say up. I I would say up depending on where they're at. Dougie? Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I would say round up because it's almost like if they're like. I'd probably say if they're like 23 or rounded up or they would round it up to like 25 or like if, if they're like in between like a solid number of people, then yeah, round it up. But, you think they feel more pressure to round up than down? Up. Yes. Okay. Men up, women down. 13.9% are men who are more likely to feel pressured to round up. Yep. 18.1% are women who are more likely to feel pressured to round down. It's probably because they're rounding down because if they find someone, they don't want to like fully expose their body count because it might turn someone off and mm-hmm. be like, oh, you have a super high body count. Why the hell am I going to date you? Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, and it, for, it, for women, if we sit there and we like say something about how many partners a guy has had, mm. you know, they, I feel like guys get more butt hurt whenever women point out how many body count they have than girls. I mean, it, some guys can be brutal whenever it comes to a girl's body count. I, and it, it, it has to do a lot with the whole hot dog down a hallway kind of situation. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes, Do you I know do. that phrase? And okay. My biggest thing is it's about ego. And it's ego on both sides. It's they don't want to sound like remember what I said. I'm tired of hearing fucking walk of shame. Doesn't matter who it is, but it's all about ego. If you can't handle the fucking fact that she's fucked 300 men, that's on you, dude. Yeah. But yeah. You also have to understand that from a male point of view that 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 means she's used up and there there may not be anything i can do for her, which in turn if he can't make her orgasm sure again it all goes back to ego yeah a hundred percent so what your number means for a relationship how numbers play into relationships and friendships 51.2 percent don't care how many sexual partners their potential partner has had in the past a fucking men to those people because I'm at the point where I just don't care. I'm just like, it is what it is. I'm, I've Maybe. never asked. Like, unless, okay, I take that back. I have asked, like, in my 20s or something. Like, and it wasn't for, like, how many are in your past? 
It was more like, how many fucking women are you fucking with right now? Like, am I the only one? Exactly. You have a sidekick? Like, that's the only thing I fucking care about. Am I the only person that you're sitting there feeding this bullshit into my ear? Or is there another girl that's hearing the same fucking phrase? Yep. That's the only thing I care about. Like, I don't, I don't want to be played. Exactly. And again, that, that delves into the ego. Yeah. Well, it's not my ego. It's their ego because they feel the need to not be satisfied with just one fucking person. Like they feel the need to be satisfied with multiple people. Uh, 19.3% would terminate a relationship if they found out their numbers part, their partner's number was too high. Ooh. I mean, 19%. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily like say, oh, we're done. You have a high body count. If I find out in the beginning, I'll be like, yeah, all right. There's not much but, I can do. Like, <laughs> it's almost like if you find out in the middle of a relationship and your relationship's going good and then you find out like, oh, they have a high body count and then you leave, that's just like, why? What the fuck? Why did you waste their time? That, why did you that... waste? Why did you waste their time of getting to know them, getting in a serious relationship with them? And then you find out that they have a high body count and they're just like, nope, I'm gone. Bye. Yeah. It's, that's it's their ego. That's their ego saying, oh, why the hell am I going to date you if you have a high body count? So there is this movie that I watched not that long ago, and I can't remember the name of it, and I can't remember what actress was in it, but it was the fact that what it was based on, I'll have to look it up, but what it was based on was her body count. Maybe it's called What's Your Number? I think it is. Can somebody mm-hmm. look that up for me real quick? Yeah, but I think it's called What's Your Number? And I don't remember what actress was in it, but it was that based on what I'm about to tell you right now, if they had to give it a number, Americans would prefer their potential partner to max out at 20 lifetime sexual partners on average. Uh, Anna and, Ferris? Yes, or, Anna Ferris was in it. Yes, it, it was, was Anna, Anna Ferris, Chris mm-hmm. Evans, Chris Pratt. Um, damn, a bunch of... Where she spends like pretty much the whole movie trying to retrace who she has slept with to see if they are her partner because she was either at 20 or about to hit 20. I don't remember. But yeah, like it that. It came out in 2011 and it doesn't have oh, that for high fuck's sake. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> ah, dude, it's, yeah, I was going to say it's been out for like almost 15 years. Uh, it wasn't a horrible movie. It really wasn't. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 26. Oh, for fuck's well, like, sake. Anyways. And then, and then the main... Uh, what was the abbreviation of that group? Uh, the I IMDB gave it a six out of ten. Jesus Christ! Anyways, hey, but, that's average. That, that's that, average for them. No, I know, I know, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, you guys don't put a limit on your people. Like, I, like I'm I'm serious, you guys. Like, I think I'm in the hundreds. I don't know. I really don't know because I went through like after like in my thirties before I married Cody. Mm-hmm. I went through a serious fucking mental break where like not a break, not like, not like a (laughs) mental break as in, Hey, I'm going to put everything on pause. No, I was broken, broken. And I went through like, you would see me almost every night with a different guy. Like, okay. I saw that. I would be like, God damn. That's not like, that's not like hundred percent truthful, but you get it when I'm saying like, I, I was sleeping around. I mean, there was one guy that I kind of had like a friends with benefit thing. 
I don't even remember his name now. Anyways. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Heterosexual people, 23.3%, are almost twice as likely as homosexual people, 12.4%, to terminate a relationship if they found out their partner's number was too high. Get it together, straight people. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, y'all, y'all are so fucking... I, like, like I said, I when I was younger, I worried about it, but that was because... You're you're young. Why the hell are you your body count so goddamn high? But now I'm at the rate of I just don't care. I'm at the age it's like it's kind of common that your body count's high if you're a woman. Yeah. Only thirty seven point seven percent discuss their number with their friends. Ooh. I, I would I would think that was higher. Jesus. <laughs> Americans feel dating for an average of at least three point six months is appropriate before discussing sexual history. That's insane. Mm. If you really want to know, like, who was it? Dougie, you said it. Why would you spend that much time getting to know someone, dating someone, and planning yeah. your future just to fucking leave them? I feel like that 3.6 months is a little off. I feel yeah, like that, if, yeah. if you really oh, yeah. fucking care about I it, say, do it at the like, introduction after, kind of stage. You know what I'm saying? I'll say it's like know? maybe like two weeks in, like, you're just at the beginning stages and you're two weeks in, and then you start talking about it, and then it, at that rate, you're just like, oh, it was just a fling. You just count it off as a fling. But mm-hmm. if you're like three months, four months in, that's not a fling. That's almost a full-fledged relationship there. All right. So we're going to end this with the stigma around your number in the United States. 16.4% feel there is a stigma associated with a higher number of sexual partners for everyone. That's true. I kind of feel like everybody does. Yeah. Uh, 50.8% feel that there is a stigma associated with having a lower number of sexual partners for men. Yeah, I can understand that because men feeling like they don't have enough partners. Is that what that's because if because if you say like, oh, I've had less than five people as a body count, you're not experienced. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was getting, I was, it's literally the words I was getting ready to say. (laughs) <laughs> it's like they'll basically say oh you're not experienced enough but no, then you turn, then you can turn around and basically be like no i've been with less than five people but i was dating them for like x amount of years yeah and that's what people need to understand people need to understand that sometimes whenever somebody has a low body count it's not that they you know they just don't sleep around they usually are with that person for like long periods like long, long periods of time planning a future with them and that's why. Don't think that their kink's not, you know, their kink gang's not on. Kink game? Or, or kink. Riz game. Riz. Riz. Can be, okay, we'll go with what the kids say. Um, <laughs> 73. 73.7 feel there is a stigma associated with having a high number of sexual partners for women. And it is because we get called sluts and hoes. And, oh, yeah. Hey, sure. it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway and, you know, oh, you're, you're, I'm going to say the P word. Your pussy is going to be super stretched out because you've been with that many guys. No, son. Like, it's not because guess what? Not only do we have exercises to build that muscle back up, two, the average guy is not going to fucking stretch us out. No. Unless they're putting <laughs> their full fest in you. I mean, unless you're getting fisted all the time, you're really not going to get stretched out. 
we fucking, we fit babies' heads and bodies through our vaginas and they bounce back. You're not going to fucking stretch it out that ba- that much, son. Like, it, get fucking real. Look, look, man, if women can shove something the size of a watermelon out, something the size of a lemon, and it goes back to the size of a lemon, shut the fuck up. Your, big, uh, your dick isn't big. <laughs> Just saying. It's not that big. You're anyway. not going to stretch her out, dude. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 16.5% have not slept with someone because of their number. They don't want to raise that number so they don't sleep with people. Wow. That they don't want to raise their number? Yeah, have not slept with someone because of their number. Oh, no, because they don't... Okay, I, I was thinking of that wrong. Okay, so they're not sleeping with someone because their number's too high. Just so keep on hoeing along. <laughs> if your body counts that high. Jesus. No, 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 okay. So say I'm talking to a guy. Mm-hmm. 16.5% of guys like him are not going to sleep with me because my body count is high. Okay. I can understand that. Yeah. That guy. Okay. I read it backwards. Uh, 8.3% have slept with a previous partner again to avoid adding to that number. <laughs> uh, well, only if they're good enough. Double dipping. Fourteen <laughs> percent assume homosexual people have more sexual partners than heterosexual people. Can we stop assuming that homosexuals are sluts? They're really not. If you look at it, if you seriously look at it, homosexuals are in longer-term relationships. Than heterosexuals. Yep, I have. Uh, I have known more than a few gay couples that have been together for fucking decades longer mm-hmm. than most yeah. of the fucking straight people I know. I mean, just because they, you know, you there's like a stigma around them that they like go out and they like just fuck around. No, they don't. Like they, like. <laughs> They go out to relax just like anybody else. And you only notice them because some of them are like very um glittery. They're yeah, sunshiny. Or, or, They're or shiny. You... That's what I want to call them. It's shiny. They're shiny. Boy, like I'm buoyant. I didn't mean to say that. I see... said shiny. Now, you all want to hear a like... funny joke about that? I don't know if I want to hear a funny joke about that, honestly. No, 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 no. This is funny because at a gay bar, the bouncers are given a very affectionate nickname. Oh? Yes. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Flamethrower. I didn't fucking get it. Wow. I worked there for three months. In the first three fucking months, I got called a flamethrower. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And this very, very, very flamboyant gay man comes up to me and he grabs my, grabs my hand. He goes, honey, what do you call a very, very gay man like me? I said, flamboyant. And he goes, and what's the derogatory name? Oh my God. I felt so fucking stupid. <laughs> he was like, there you go. He said, but don't worry. We gave you guys that nickname. I felt so fucking stupid. I felt so fucking stupid. 
All right, we're going to move on to influences of family and peers on sexual positivity. We've talked about this before whenever we did boundaries, right? Whenever um, you have to not let influences of your family and your peers affect your sexual positivity. Don't let them affect your body count. Don't let them affect how you advocate for what you're into. We talked about this last night on on the live stream that um, sometimes people don't want it to come out that they're BDSM. Some people don't want to come out, you know, what kind of kinks that they have. You have to stop letting your family and peers influence you. If you want to keep it from them, keep it from them. That's fine. You know, don't come out of the closet in that aspect. But if you are out about it, do not let them influence the way that you feel about it. Because a lot of, I can tell from my own experiences, my family are a bunch of prudes. I am the one in my family who is, quote unquote, the black sheep or, quote unquote, the sexual advanced person in my family. And it's because I take the time and I find out what I like, what's going to get me off and, you know, what I don't like. And so so be it if I am the black sheep of the family. But... I just want you guys to always remember it is your body. It is your mind. It's your mental health. Don't let other people influence that. Um, Find somebody who is trusted that you can talk to about these things. I'm personally am an open book. I'm always going to be transparent about my sexuality. I'm always going to be transparent about things that are happening in my life. The only thing that I'm not so transparent about is when it has to do with my children. And that is because I still have minors that are children and I have to do everything I can as a parent to protect them. So I'm not so open about my kids and what they're doing whenever I'm like live streaming or, you know, doing my podcast. But um, yeah, just don't let your people judge you. Fuck them. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> I don't. You. It seems like you hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's really nothing else any of us can say except that you know, I like myself. My brother was the man whore before I was. Uh, technically, I really yeah. wasn't. But he he considered himself a man whore because every other fucking night while he was a bouncer, he was taking somebody home, even when he was married. He didn't hear that that from me, though. (laughs) Damn. Thank God he doesn't listen. He'd be like, dude! What? Tell me me I'm wrong. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong, though. Tell me I'm wrong, motherfucker. All right, so this is going to conclude this episode, episode six of Sexual Positivity. We are a Discord community. The link is going to be in the bio, as always. Saturday sessions on Twitch are going to be every Saturday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Until my schedule changes, we will continue to do them on Saturdays. We're going to start picking back up. We had one last night. We are going to upload every Monday, except for every other week, um, because I do work every other Monday. And there is also going to be a Google form in the bio. 
if you decide that you want to fill it out, you can be anonymous, not, you know, uh, say your fucking name, give us a fake name. I don't fucking care. Uh, if you have any questions or if you want to tell us a story for us to share. Toodles. You know, take it easy, man. Hopefully we'll be doing this a lot more often. All right. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen. To the speaker, thank you for your bravery. And thanks for listening. This was Confessions in Session. 